Welcome back to A Medium's Journey. Today I'm going to talk about how mediumship is like a team sport. Just as in a team sport, say for example basketball, you have the guards that have their job of bringing the ball up the court and shooting the occasional three. You've got the middle players, your threes and your, your fours that are going to drive to the basket and shoot. And you've got your fives, your centres in there, grabbing the rebounds and passing it back out to the guards to reset and start again. Just like that, everybody that's involved in the reading has a role to play, whether it's the sitter, the medium themselves, and also the spirit. So tonight I'm going to talk about what, how those roles each work and evolve and also what steps you can take when you're setting up that sitting in order to provide the best environment for the reading. So step number one and the most important step is really to raise the vibration. So the way that I generally do that um, when I'm doing an individual setting is to start having a conversation, having a bit of banter and making the client feel really comfortable. Because the more comfortable the client feels, the more relaxed they're going to be and the easier it's going to be for you to pull in some of that energy and use that during the reading to help boost you up. So the way that I raise my vibration when I'm sitting and doing a den, so a group reading, um, will be I like to use laughter and comedy and chatting. You'll see in other demonstrations that other mediums give, they'll play a song at the start or they'll get everyone up and dancing and moving and what that does is that helps raise the vibration. So that helps get us up into the power and also helps us stay at a higher vibration to make that connection with spirit easier. And throughout that reading and throughout that demonstration, we'll continue to rely on the audience to help boost us up as well and, and keep that energy going because it's crucial for us to be able to keep that vibration nice and high so that we have that smoother connection with spirit. So once we've raised our vibration and we're feeling nice and connected, the next thing that I'll generally do is I'll set the, set the reading up and I'll prepare the sitter or the audience for what's going to happen. This is crucial because this is where you're managing expectations and you're helping the sitter to understand the process of the reading, what your expectations are and what they can expect to get out of it as well. This is also the time if I'm doing a one-on-one -on -one reading that I'll actually make notes about what their client's expectation is for the session. So if they're looking for spiritual guidance, what exactly are they looking for if they have direction or if they're looking to bring through people um, who exactly they're looking to bring through. That then helps guide me and direct the reading so that I can make sure that by the end of that reading, I can go down that list and I can tick off exactly what um, they've requested as much as possible. So, if, for example, they might say, I'm looking to get advice on my career about my current job. I'm looking to get some advice about the direction of my life in terms of health and I'm looking to collect, connect with my grandmother. So at the end of the reading, I'll sit down and I'll say, okay, this is this is a summary. We talked about your career. This is These are the dot points. We then talked about, um, about your life and your health and the progression of your health and we ticked that off and then we brought through your grandmother and here were the main points. That way when the sitter leaves, they've got a clear understanding that they, they
they got what they came for and that you were able to meet those needs. In the same way, when you're setting up that reading at the start, um, especially if someone, if the sitter's looking to connect with someone in particular, it's important to actually say to them that, you know, you can't guarantee that that person in spirit is going to come through. And in my experience, nine times out of 10, that person is not coming through first because you are always going to have that gatekeeper, that person that's been in the spirit world for quite a long time that is going to hold the door open for all of the other family, family and friends to come through and speak. So if you set that expectation at the start, when you bring through that gate, that door opener or that gatekeeper, they're not going to be upset because they didn't get their grandma first off. They're going to understand that it's a process that you're going to take them on and it's a journey. We've talked about keeping that energy really high so that we can maintain that higher vibration. So what happens in a reading when it drops? Because it always does or in a dem. So what I tend to do if I can't, if I'm not getting the response that I need or, or the energy that I need from my sitter, then I'll the first thing I'll do is I'll create some movement. So if I'm sitting at a desk, I'll move my feet around, I'll move my hands and I'll start rubbing my fingers together and that just creates a bit of energy. If I'm up on a platform, you'll see me start to walk back and forth a little bit and that's just me raising that vibration up again. The next thing I'll do is I will recap everything that we've been through so far with that person in the spirit world that we've brought through. So the whole time that I'm recapping, in the back of my head, I'm saying, okay, okay, spirit, time for you to step forward and give me some more information. And then I'll ask my spirit team to help out as well. Then while I'm giving that information, I'll then trust my spirit team will deliver. And that's the hardest part of this is to trust that your spirit team will have your back. So if I've, um, if I've tried to lift the conversation, I've tried to move around, I've recapped and I'm still not getting anything. Um, and if I'm really not feeling that I'm connecting with the client at all, which does happen because personalities clash and some people just don't get on and that's the same with mediumship. So if you're not feeling the vibe, then don't be afraid to let the client know and to say, look, I really don't think that this reading's working for me today with us. I don't think that we're the right, we have the right connection. So how about I recommend someone else for you? Don't be afraid to do that if the reading's not working for you. I had a client recently that um, was looking to speak to her husband. And so I walked in and actually did the reading in her house, which is something I generally don't do. Um, but because of COVID, she really wanted a face-to-face -face and um, I obliged. So I turned up to her house and she was very calm, not a lot of energy going on, not a lot of energy in the house. And I sat down and I took a deep breath and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a hard one. So then I set the expectation with her that I wouldn't probably get her husband straight off the bat and that she would just have to go through the process with me. I then sat there and said to spirit, all right, come and help me. And I brought through her uncle first off and gave some really, really good information about him. However, her response was, but that's not my husband. That's not my husband's name. 
So that makes it very difficult when you're trying to provide information and you're trying to get on that role and really make that connection with spirit and spirits there backing you up. But there's a big block that's sitting between you and the sitter. So somehow you need to take that, take that wall down. So I continued on with the reading and I started dropping energy. So I started moving my fingers around and moving my feet around and that wasn't helping. So then I started recapping and I went through the six or seven pieces of evidence that I'd brought through about her uncle. And she kept saying to me, well, that's not my husband. And she just looked at me blankly. And so that's the point when I said to her, look, I just don't think I'm the right medium for you. I don't think that this is working at the moment. I'm happy to refer you to someone else that would do a fabulous job for you, but we just don't have the connection that we need to make this work today. And at that point, she broke down in tears and that wall came down and her husband came straight through. And I was very lucky in that situation and that was a lesson for me. And the lesson for me was really to work with the client as much as I can to bring that wall down, obviously not with tears, but in other ways that you possibly can, so that you can have that three-way connection. Because I had a really great connection with spirit, but my connection with the client wasn't great. So it's definitely a three-way street. And that goes back the same way. So if my connection with spirit isn't great, but I have an amazing connection with the client, then that can cause problems as well. So it really does take effort from all three um, players on the team. So the next thing I do, once I've gained that momentum and I've, I've brought through evidence, um, I have a list of questions that I go through and it's a process. And the reason why I do that is I'm quite process driven and that gives me comfort. If you've, if you've ever had a reading from me or you've seen me do platform, you'll notice that that I'll start off in the same way and I'll move down my six or seven questions and then I'll go free form. And the reason why I do that is to continue to build that energy and build that energy because I know that I know what I'm asking next. Because the worst thing is if you stand up there on platform and you bring through someone in spirit and you say to them, what do you want to tell this person? And they might come through with anything. So um, depending on what your what your vocabulary looks like, your spiritual vocabulary, they might, for example, show you an apple. And an apple to me just means an apple, but to someone else it might mean, you know, um, that they're in the that they're a dentist or anything like that. So it makes it really difficult to start pulling that apart. And of course, mediumship is really like a game of charades. So you're constantly trying to interpret what spirit's telling you and present it in a way that the client will understand. So when you're standing up there, I will always start with physical characteristics and I will move through my checklist and then I'll start talking about experiences. So one of my favourite questions I always ask is, spirit, you're entering a party, what kind of person are you? And then they'll show me themselves walking into a party and that will tell me immediately or oh, they're the you know they'll turn heads when they walk in or they great they glided in or they're very quiet or that will automatically tell me thing important things about them so that's a that's a popular one I use that's about down at number six and then after I've sort of gotten through and I've gotten that flow up and then I'll start leading off from the questions I've already asked and continue to build a story because what you want to try to do 
is create that infrastructure and then start laying the bricks so you'll have a complete house by the end of it rather than you've got a, a pile of bricks over there and they're sort of half done and a bit of wood in the other corner and, yeah, I can kind of put a picture together, but it's a bit abstract. So if you can build that foundation and then just keep adding extra little layers on top of that, eventually you'll have that nice full picture of that house. So the next most important question to ask is when do you stop? How much information do you give? When do you know enough's enough? And how do you make that transition? So there's two critical parts of that reading. It's one, to show that continuation of life, and it's B, to pass that message on. So spirit will always have a message to pass on to their loved one, and um, getting that message across is crucial. So it's one thing to be able to provide details about loved ones and show them that they're still connected, but being able to actually link that with some communication from their loved one in spirit rounds that off beautifully and helps the sitter to um, make that connection and to understand how they're still connected with their loved one. So what do you do if you're up on stage or sitting in a reading and you've tried all of those things and nothing works? The best thing that you can do is change tact. So what I would do is if I'm not getting what I need from spirit, then I'll ask them to step back and I'll ask the next um, member of this person's family to step forward so that I can continue moving with the momentum. As I said before, it's a team sport. So if that person in spirit, you know, might have been quieter or, you know, might, might not be able to communicate very well with you, if you can pick that up early, then you can highlight that and communicate that to the sitter. So you might sit there and, and bring, you know, an aunt through. You might say this aunt's very quiet. She's sitting back. She's a bit nervous. I always have my, it looks like a, a couch, and I've got a table in front. And what I do is I ask them to come and sit down next with me, next to me, and I offer them a drink. And I used to offer them a cup of tea. Now I just offer them a drink because the drink is generally um, a really good tell for the client. So I had I had one client a few months ago um, that had her dad come through and he was fantastic, really big energy. And um, if anyone's from New South Wales out there, I sat him down and I said, what would you like to drink? And he said, give me a skewy of new, which is basically a schooner of Tui's new beer. And um, that is something so New South Wales, it's ridiculous. So I sat there and I said, oh, do he live in New South Wales at all? And she's like, yeah, why? And I said, he's just asked for a skewy of new, which is a, and she didn't know what that was. She was from Victoria. And I said, it's a schooner of Tui's new beer. And she's like, oh, he loved beer. And I'm like, there you go. And I said, and the next thing he showed me, he was actually sitting at the pub with his mates and I said oh was he like the king of his pub and he was sitting in a little public bar and there were three guys next to him and he was there a lot she goes oh yeah he was like the king of that pub he was there all the time and he had his mates and he was like the larrikin that would come in and I'm like there you go so that can that can be a really good key as well um you know I have a lot of women that come in and that they'll sit down and ask for a 
gin and tonic or a sherry or a shandy or something like that. So um, people generally have a signature drink. For me, it's champagne. I'd sit down and ask for a glass of champagne myself. But um, that will that will really help kick things off as well. So while they're sitting with me on the couch and they're comfortable, that's great. But sometimes it's very difficult to bring them over to get them to sit on the couch. And sometimes that's because they're scared of the process and they don't really believe in mediumship. Um, sometimes it can be because they're, they have a religious background, so they don't they frown upon mediumship. So in those kind of situations, I spend a little bit of time just delicately trying to bring them over and explain. And the whole time I'm doing that, I'm also talking to my sitter and letting them know what's happening because that commu that constant communication is really important and it will help them understand the process. Because if you're sitting there silently having a chat to spirit, trying to coax them along, and you've got your sitter sitting opposite you and it's crickets for five minutes, well, then you're, she's going to, she or he are going to drop their energy. You're going to drop your energy. Spirit's going to drop your energy. And then you're all in trouble. So it's best to keep talking and let the client know exactly what's happening. And I always make a little bit of a little bit of a joke about it. I'm like, oh, they're a bit nervous to step forward. And I'll just try to lift my client's energy a little bit so I can I can bounce off that, help to keep my vibration nice and high so I can really reach out to the person that is shy and doesn't want to step forward and really coax them forward. And as I said before, if I can't get them to come forward, then I'll ask them to step back and get the next person through. So I'll turn to the gatekeeper and I'll say, next person, please. And it's quite funny how often that person that was tentative and scared will actually step forward then because they've realized that they're not going to get their message heard today. I think that's something really important to talk about as well is that when a client comes to sit with you and say they wanted to speak to their mother and let's say that their mother wasn't the person that had the important message for them, that it was the grandmother and the aunt. And so at the end of the reading, you might have brought through the grandmother and the aunt and they got some really valuable pieces of information, but their mother didn't step forward. It's important to explain to your client that that's just the way the spirit world works and that you'll get the right message for you at the right time. And the right message for you today was the message that you received from your grandmother and the message that you received from your aunt. So today we've talked about the importance of making the sitter comfortable, addressing their expectations and making sure that, that you set the scene for the, for the reading and that they understand what will happen at each stage and what's expected of them. Um, we've talked about what happens and, and how to work with clients when they, put their, when they put their big barrier up in front of you and how to break that down if you can. We've talked about how a medium can help raise their vibration and then hold that vibration through moving around, through repeating the, the messages that have come through to, to get back on that role. Um, also talking with the person in spirit to help them provide more information and also call it, putting out an SOS, as I like to call it, to my spirit team to say, hey, guys, I'm in trouble, come and help me, because they will. And we've also talked about the issues we can have with spirit when um, it's very difficult to communicate with them. So if they're, if they're reluctant to step forward or 
You know, sometimes it might be that they speak in a foreign language and that can be very difficult or um, you're getting messages through that you're, you're not translating in the best way. And when you do come across that and you're finding it difficult to translate the information, you've got to make sure that you're giving what you get and you're not filtering that information too much. So he said, we've all got our library of symbols and what they mean to us. But sometimes, even if we, even if I do get that symbol, I'll get a feeling like I'm just going to tell them it's an apple. So instead of me going, oh, look, it um, was Stephen a dentist, I'll say, Stephen's holding an apple. Why is an apple important? And the sitter in front of me might say, oh, well, we always had a joke with Stephen that he used to eat an apple a day to keep the doctor away or whatever it is. So it's really important to make sure as well as mediums that we give what we get so we're not filtering the information, changing the information, because our job, we are a channel. We're from spirit through us to the sitter. So when you go to practice your next reading, remember these things. Remember that it is a team sport, that everybody involved in the, in the reading has an equally important role, whether you're the sitter whether you're the medium or whether you're the person in spirit that you're bringing through. So it's important to respect everybody in that circle and to make sure when you're in that position as a sitter that you also give that respect to, to the medium that's reading for you and that you're giving them the energy that they need and, and supporting them as much as you can as well. Until next time, keep walking the spiritual path.